Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Welcome back guys to another episode of Beyond the Bikini and this is such an exciting episode because it is the beginning of prep for 2021 and this prep is really special to me because it's also going to be a dual prep. It's going to be a prep for competing on a competition stage for bodybuilding but also for my wedding. So my wedding is going to be October 29th, 2021 and then my first show is to be determined. So I don't have a specific show date in mind. It's just more so seeing how my body responds to my prep and to be honest, I took over a year off. I took about um one year and four months fully of no competing. So that means like I've been basically working on eating more and more calories. And I would say for at least a whole year, I've been consistently consuming over 2000 calories and haven't had like tons of cardio. Um, Honestly, have hardly been doing any kind of cardio. So my body has definitely had a lot of time to heal and recover after the really grueling prep that I had in 2019. And I think my body really needed this because I started competing in 2015 and I did a show in 2016, 17, 18, 19. Um, And I would never just do one show. Like I had one season where I think I did six or seven shows in a year. So I've definitely put my body through the ringer and I knew that I needed to give myself some time so I could feel refreshed and To be honest, at the end of 2019, um, August was my last show, I really felt burnt out from competing. I will never forget this feeling where I woke up for my show day and I wasn't really excited. I was just excited for it to all be over. I knew that I didn't bring my best package despite literally pouring every single ounce of my heart and my soul into my prep. Like I've literally tried everything that I could do to get to that conditioning, but I just was not happy with my look. I wasn't proud of the package that I brought and I just kind of wanted the day to be over because I was honestly very miserable at the end of that prep. And it made me do a lot of reevaluating of like if I want to compete again and how would I do this in a healthier way? And I had to come to the conclusion that I needed to take a lot of time off because my body is obviously have had, it had enough. Um, prep is definitely really hard. And I, I do feel like people don't re- recognize how hard it has to be, but it doesn't have to be stupid hard. And in 2019, it was just becoming reckless. It wasn't healthy. And um, I even ended up needing to leave the current coach that I was working with and decided to work with someone new for, um, 2020 and then going into 2021. So I'm still working with him. I've been working with him for over a year now. And that's Adam from See You Later Leaner. I've actually done an episode of him a couple months ago. 
but I have been working with Adam. Adam is actually a long-term friend of mine from Ohio. He is located in Columbus, Ohio, but he does do online coaching. Um, and yeah, I just decided to work with Adam. He really took me on and has been paying attention to my health, paying attention to all my blood work. And he really listens to me and respects me as a coach, which is super helpful because although I'm a coach, I also have a coach, but I also know how to prep. Um, I more so have a coach just for an extra set of eyes, but before changes happen, I just about always know what those changes are going to be. It's like this coach uh, telepathy, I guess you could call it. Um, but I wanted to have a coach for 2021 and I'm excited to just take a different route. So if you're ever feeling burnt out, I would highly recommend taking some time off and seeing how you feel. Sometimes when you experience burnout, it can really make you hate that thing that you love. And I see this a lot just in sports, um, not including bodybuilding, honestly, even just with wedding planning, like you can just burn yourself out. And sometimes you need to take a little bit of a break and then come back to that thing so you can really focus in on what your goal is. So I've seen so many like, YouTube videos or Instagram people and honestly this was more so in 2017 2018 where a lot of these girls would say like they hate competing they're never going to compete again it was so hard so hard on their body but they also neglect to acknowledge the fact that they have been addicted to competing and they've never given their body enough time to recover and heal so like your body will rebel against you if you're not giving yourself a break your body will have enough and it will say like, hey, like you're not going to give me a break, so I'm going to force you to take a break. And by forcing you, it's um, you know, causing gut issues, you lose your period, you have no sex drive, you're not losing weight despite, you know, increasing your cardio and decreasing your calories. Like your body's smart and eventually it will burn out. And I think a lot of these girls like have neglected the whole thought of you know, they were competing year after year after year, or they were doing protocols that were just not really healthy for them or like really reckless because there's definitely a dumb way that you can go about prep, um, which I can kind of dive into in this episode. But I think that these women didn't acknowledge that they needed a break. And, you know, once you take a break, you can really see things from a new perspective. And, you know, maybe competing isn't for you after you take that break, but maybe it really is for you. And it's something that you love, but you just needed, you know, that time to get better. So if you're, if you've ever been in that place before where you felt burnt out, take some time off, see how you feel and really dedicate it to, you know, building muscle, getting uncomfortable, and letting go of that super stage lean look, which I know is easier said than done. Um, but I honestly love my body in my off season. Like I feel really womanly. I feel really curvy. I feel strong. So I'm not like going into this prep for my quote unquote goal body. That's absolutely not what I'm trying to do. I am going into this prep with the the hope to win an overall and um, depending on how I look, depending on how I feel, depending on how national competitions are looking with, I, I hate to say this word, with coronavirus, um, we'll see if I want to take it to the national level and strive for my pro card, which odds are yes. <laughs> it just kind of depends on how I'm feeling with my body and um, I don't want to put such heavy expectations on myself. And the other thing is, like, I'm definitely not wanting to look stage lean on my wedding. My wedding is strategically all the way in the end of October, so I can reverse diet and get myself in a healthier place post-show. 
Um, and looking stage lean doesn't look good on the daily basis. Like I don't, I don't think I look as healthy and glowy and I don't know. I think I just look too lean for me and that's not health. And I don't want to like look back on my wedding pictures and see like my face kind of gaunt or, um, see like a protruding collarbone. Cause those are areas where I get super lean and that's just not what I like. And, um, I want to look back on my pictures and think of like how healthy and glowy I am not how shredded I am. Like that's not the whole point of, of your wedding. So as for competition prep, I did post a little Q and a of questions that you guys have for me starting this journey. And, um, this is definitely going to be a longer prep. It's not going to be a short 12 week long prep. It's going to be at least 16 or 20 weeks before I step on a stage. And I can confidently say that. Um, but like I said, I don't have like a specific end date. It's just more so how my mindset is and how my body is responding. Um, Okay, so let's just dive into the question. So the first one is, what are my starting macros? So I am open to sharing my macros, but I really highly suggest that people don't follow them because they're not going to work for you. And I can confidently say that with the metabolism I've been able to build in 2020, that these macros probably definitely will not work for you. Um, but yeah, my starting macros are 135 protein, 265 carb, and 60 grams of fat. And then for my cardio, I'm following three sessions of moderate intensity for 20 minutes, and then I have one hit session for five minutes. I'm also doing my gymnastics training, and I don't think I've even announced that within the podcast, but I have been doing gymnastics training one time a week for uh, two and a half hours per uh, workout that we do, and that's been pretty intense. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing my gymnastics, and I'm doing five days of lifting with two full rest days. Next question. What kind of lab work did you get done? So I actually did a whole podcast episode on blood work and my panels and what I need to correct it, like correct with my blood work. So I would recommend go checking out that episode. Just search like Beyond the Bikini and blood work. And I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of episodes that pop up because I've talked about it a handful of times. But the main blood work I had done was just like a weight loss panel from Life Extension and I get my blood work done at an independent lab. I just find that it's a lot easier versus going through my physician. Now, I did have to pay out of pocket for it, which that can definitely add up if you're getting it drawn like three times a year. Like that could be around six to $700. Um, but my health is important to me and I wanted to see where my levels are at. And yeah, I just got a weight loss panel that encompasses your like thyroid, your sex hormones, your cortisol, your vitamin D, um, a couple other things. I actually don't have it fully in front of me, but the main things is like with the weight loss panel, it will usually just cover your sex hormones, your cortisol, your vitamin D. Those are like the main ones you really want to look at, your thyroid as well. Um, and then it will give you some other levels as well, like iron, um, etc. So, uh, next question, is there a pro, an IFBB bikini pro that I think I look like? And by this question, I think that they're talking about like their shape. Um, I'm not going to go off of like how they actually look, you know, their hair and like their face and makeup. Like I'm not going to go off of that. I'm going to look at simply just their structure. 
I would say right now, a pro that my body embodies the most would be Casey Samsel. And that is because she is tall and she is long. And I'm the same way. Like Casey has this like itty bitty waist. She has these really long legs, really long arms, really long torso. And that is like me to a T. Like I have just long everything, really long lines. Um, when I get really lean, my waist is very hourglass and it gets very tiny. Um, Casey is also not overly muscular and I'm not a super muscular competitor. That's definitely not one of my strengths. And I think Casey really has a similar look to me and um, she poses a little bit differently. She doesn't do like a side pose as much as like the front stallion pose, but I can definitely see how my shape really looks like hers. And um, it's definitely a little bit of a different shape. It's not like a super bubbly muscular shape like uh, Angelica. It's also, I'm trying to think who else is in the circuit, like an Ashley Kaltwasser. I definitely do not look like Ashley, but I, um, I have more of that long lean muscle versus like that extra bubbly muscle. But I've been working really hard this year to bring up my shoulders and bring up my legs as well to um, have more shape to my physique and it's been a lot of hard work. Next question, do I feel hungry on prep? Well, during the start of a prep, it's not normal to feel like hungry all the time. I honestly am having a hard time even eating this much food. So I'm I'm not hungry at all right now. I would say I tend to get hungry more so around six to eight weeks out. That's where I start to feel pretty hungry. But by then I'm like so close to show and it's easy for me to just like deal with it. Um, and if you're hungry, odds are like you're you're just getting leaner and leaner. Like the leaner you get, the more your body's going to send you those hunger signals. So it does get to a point where it will be inevitable and you'll, you will feel the hunger. But I do focus a lot on like having whole foods. Um, this prep in particular, I'm focusing a lot on eating throughout the day and not going long periods without food. So I know previously when I've had to work full-time jobs and um, not really have the luxury of being at home, I would could go really long periods of time without food, but then I'd feel so burnt out and tired and like that's not what I want. So I need to um, really space out my meals throughout the day so I can have solid energy throughout the day and just really be strategic with my meal planning. Next question, uh, what are my thoughts on waist trainers? I don't like the corset style waist trainers. However, I'm okay with the soft wrap waist trainers. I don't use one unless I am getting super close to show and I have some water weight. Um, they're not good for like long-term use, especially if they're causing like discomfort with your breathing or your range of motion. Like you should be able to kind of bend your waist trainer. It shouldn't be like a traditional Victorian style corset. That's definitely not good for your organs. Um, but I, I do like a soft belt. Sometimes when I'm cold, like the gyms really pump the air conditioning here in Florida. So I do like them to like sweat if I have just a cardio day. Um, sometimes around my period, I can hold on to like a lot of water and it just I think it's just more psychological, helps me feel better. Um, but yeah, I definitely don't use one every single day. Like I honestly hardly use them unless I'm like four weeks out from a show. I know some people 
swear by their waist trainers. I just don't think that it's something that I want to use. It's just, I think that there can be more cons and pros with a waist trainer. Um, I think those were like the main questions that everyone had. I, I know that this prep is definitely going to be different for you guys. I'm going to be 100% transparent. I'm always transparent within my preps, but this one in particular, like I'm going to share with you like how I'm feeling, how my biofeedback is. I'm going to be honest with you when it sucks because, you know, sometimes it does suck and it does get really hard. And I'm also going to share with you like the difference between this year in comparison to all my other years because all my previous years of competing, I've just had a compounding diet history, which basically means every year it got harder and harder and harder for me to get that stage conditioning. And now that we are nice and refreshed and we did the time of like taking a break from dieting and letting my body heal, I want to show you guys that it does work and it does pay off and it can be super uncomfortable and scary to take that time away, but it's totally worth it once you do. And, um, you know, if this year I do turn pro, then I, I turn pro and that would be incredible. I am definitely not one of those comp- competitors where, you know, I turn pro in my first national season. Um, it's hard. This sport gets harder and harder every single year. And I knew back in 2015 when I first competed that I wanted to turn pro. And, you know, unfortunately, I haven't been able to do that, but I have been doing everything in my power to bring a look that the judges want. And I'll never forget the package I brought in 2018. I was only four places away from my pro card. And like, that is when I was at my peak. Like I felt so good within my physique. I honestly felt really good within my prep. Like, yeah, my macros were on the lower end, but I wasn't like dying. (laughs) They were so low. And um, I felt so good within that package. So if I can kind of find that feeling again, I I don't know, then it'll be worth it to me. Like, I just want to be able to beat what I've previously brought as my best, which I would say my best was junior nationals in 2018. If I can bring a look that's better than that, then I've done my job for 2021. And, you know, if the judges don't like it, then they don't like it and I can get feedback on how to improve. But I have a good feeling in my heart that it's going to be a good year for me. Um, I've had a lot of challenges within 2019 and I, I don't know. I know that the fact that I've been able to stick to the sport and not just get that instant gravitation of like, oh, here's your pro card. Like I never got that. (laughs) And I'm going to show you guys that like, if you work your butt off and you just don't give up that you're going to get your pro card. It's just not a matter of like, you know, if it will happen, like it will happen as long as you keep showing up. So definitely going to keep showing up. And um, to be honest with you guys, part of the reason why I even moved to Florida from Ohio in the first place was for the opportunity to compete more and to get more exposure and to make more connections down here. Because in Ohio, you know, for anyone in Ohio, love you guys. I know what it's like. It's really cold. But for all my Ohio people, like the show's there's way less, you know, here in Florida, I have a show like every single weekend. So if I want to, you know, go to Orlando, I can go to Orlando for a show. If I want to go to Tampa, I can go to Tampa for a show. Like 
the opportunities are endless down here and I just love competing so much that I know that I want to be able to have the opportunity to compete regardless of what time of season it is. You know, in Ohio, like all I really had was spring and summer and that was about it. There really wasn't any fall shows. There's like maybe two, but I don't know. There, it just wasn't, it's not what it is here in Florida. So I'm definitely so excited to, you know, embrace a full season down here in Florida. Florida is my new home and I'm excited to have you guys a part of the journey. So guys, just a friendly reminder that here on Beyond the Bikini, the only way that we can grow is through ratings and reviews here on iTunes. So so if you guys are enjoying this podcast, make sure you give it a five-star rating and also leave us a little review down below. I greatly appreciate that. And um, if there's anything that you want to learn more about my prep, make sure you shoot me a little DM here on Instagram. I am not shy on Instagram. I definitely reply to all my DMs. And until next time. Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym with your relationship with food and how I can help you reach your goals.